The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, away we go. Another show, uh, 1420 in the morning for this 29th day of November 2023. Uh, today's show, as always, is brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase over there at SeatGeek. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to Belly Up and Friends over there on Spotify to catch up on all the great uh, great podcasts that are on there. It's, uh, it's uh, growing in leaps and bounds over there at Belly Up and Friends. And also check out bellyupsports.com for all the great sports articles that are on there as well. It's all over there at Belly Up. We uh, we do it all here at the Belly Up Media Network. Uh, thank you very much for all those who listen to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast and 1420 in the morning and check out our pod, our, our, our own website, the 1420 Sports Bar on a daily basis. Uh, we're trying to improve that, get things going there a little bit more, make it more uh, modern, but I'm not, a, I'm not a web developer. I just play one on TV, but that's one of those things. Anyways, the shoe dropped yesterday. I missed all the, uh, the Corey Perry news. We'll get to that in half a second. Patrick Kane signed a one-year deal for $2.75 million with the uh, Detroit Red Wings. I think it's a great deal for the Red Wings and for Kane. Uh, Kane's coming off that hip uh, resurfacing surgery over the offseason. Uh, he got to showcase for what he had. He uh, rehabbed and everything else. He's ready to go. Uh, it's kind of funny who they might start against. We'll, we'll get that in, in a half a second here, but uh, it's a great deal for Kane to go and play with a Detroit Red Wings team who's very good in a very tough Atlantic division. He's uh, hooking up with a former uh, former teammate of his with the Chicago Blackhawks and Alex Dabrinkit. Uh Perry hat or not Perry? Sorry, it's it's on the mind, right? Earworms. Uh, Kane had a, a good year on a bad Chicago team last year before he was dealt to the uh, New York Rangers at the deadline to, to try to bolster that Rangers lineup. It didn't work uh, very well for the Rangers. They were bounced in the first round of the playoffs last year by the New Jersey Devils, who are struggling a little bit, which is quite surprising right now. We'll get back. We'll talk about that maybe tomorrow. Uh, Kane, he's a he's a great offensive player, probably one of the greatest uh, American players in the history of the game. He uh, 35 years old. He, he has a hip surgery. He's got a lot of miles, but he has a Stanley Cup pedigree. He has that. Uh, he's a he can dance with the puck still. There's no getting around that. Does he have the speed to keep to keep up with today's game? Probably not. But I don't think that the Red Wings are looking for that right now. Steve Eiserman, he's a very smart hockey guy. He probably did his homework uh, and everything else with everything going on there in Detroit. They're 11, six and one. I believe right now so they have a few games behind to catch up but they have a very good team that to that that can do a little bit of damage in that Atlantic division that's it's pretty wide open you look at that Toronto Maple Leafs team they got the win last night in uh in in the shootouts they only have uh, five regulation wins so far and they're not doing so well but so the, the Detroit Red Wings found found a spot found a place for Kane and then did it at the right time. I think that making that deal uh, yesterday, what wasn't so much about the uh, the Red Wings getting Kane, it was about the other teams that might, might have been in the uh, in the sweepstakes, in the hunt for a guy uh, to go out and get that deal done now, because now you have a situation where Derek Lalonde, the head coach of the Red Wings, can sit there and, and, and insert Kane here, put him here, see how he works with the first power play unit, see how he works with the second power play unit, and on it goes, because they got a hell of a power play there in, in Detroit. They're, they're the fourth highest scoring team right now in the National Hockey League, so adding a guy like Kane to uh, to pass the puck around, dance to the old showtime, as he's known to do, can't hurt that hockey club at all, and I, I really like this move and, and the timing of it. It's, it's And it's a thing 
saying like he didn't go to his, his hometown of Buffalo. He didn't go to the Leafs. People were speculating he was going to go to the Florida Panthers, but maybe just wasn't the right fit to go to any of those teams and go in Detroit and kind of being not in the limelight as much because they've been not very good for the last few years. So he can kind of just go into the in the, the backstage of the of the, uh, the the Little Caesars Arena and just do his thing and and uh, kind of uh, just be in in the the back pages of, of everything else. If he went to Toronto, it would have been a lot. Uh, Florida, maybe he wanted a little bit more exposure and be part of a hockey world because in Chicago, he was one of the big guys. And you, you, you don't think you want to go into obscurity by any means because that's what those players in Florida play. And some guys like that and some guys don't. But Kane seems to be kind of one of those uh, uh, look at me, look at me guys. And there's nothing wrong with that at all, showing a little bit of uh, a pizzazz now. And then the league needs some more personality like that. So it's kind of it's a very good thing. I like the timing of it. I, I love that it only costs $2.75 million, bucks, uh, two, about $2 million in real money because the, the uh, it's prorated for the year, but it's going to be two seven five against the cap. So they have about I think I read yesterday they got three million bucks on the cap left, anyways, to make another deal later on. And it's it's very important that these uh, that they, they got that done. And I like it a lot for if for Kane's sake too, and the fact that it was a one year deal. He didn't look for it's a no move, so it's one of those. Okay, I'm here for the year. Uh, you can't. You're not going to trade me. You're not going to get rid of me. I'm here for the year. I'm here to not only help the Detroit Red Wings maybe get get to the uh, playoffs and the first round and, and beyond, but he also wants to be a show a showcase year for Kane for the rest of the National Hockey League that if his hip does does um, does hold out and it is good and it isn't the, the surgery he had it's not very good uh, statistics so far but technology is a lot different sports medicine is a lot different and everything else than it used to be so it's a show me kind of a contract for Kane and that can only help him and help the, the Black Hawk or the, the Red Wings as well if you get a guy that's on a contract year and it does, it's everybody's sport that you go across and you look at Nylander with the Toronto Maple Leafs, they they seem to put up big numbers and they they help their team win and they, they get up a lot of points and on it goes. And so uh, having a guy like uh, Patrick Kane looking for another contract at the age of 35 and maybe play for, you know, two more years after this one, getting a, a two-year deal to sweeten the bank account a little bit more. I mean, I'm sure he's he's not he's, he's fine. I'm sure he's going to be okay if he doesn't get another contract after this year, after the money he made with Chicago. So he's getting 10 a year for a long time. I think that Chicago, the first Stanley Cup was back in, what, 2010. So he's he's okay like he'll be i'm sure he'll be good but it's i love the contract i love the timing of it i love the way that it's going to to help out that team um they didn't have to trade and the bit another thing is that they didn't have to make a trade deadline deal at all either uh to go out and get a guy with like kane like they would have went and made a deal with let's just throw a throw a name out there let's let's throw uh who's on a on a it doesn't much matter if they if they went out and got a, a, a Noah Hannafin out of uh, out of Calgary like for for at the deadline they would have had to trade picks and prospects and players and everything else. This didn't cost the Red Wings a thing to go out and get a, a top a top tier hockey player, a guy that's a surefire Hall of Famer to kind of show the younger guys what it takes to win. And I don't think that that gets looked at enough throughout the National Hockey League. I mean, a lot of teams pride and they bring in Stanley Cup pedigree guys, guys who've won cups, and it does help a lot. But you get a guy like Kane who's been there, done that, uh, been there and done that a lot throughout his career. And you, okay, this is what it takes to win, boys. A little bit of confidence, a little bit of swagger, and that can hurt a young team there in Detroit. I, I love, I just love this whole the, the, the pickup. Uh, people have been kind of picking 
it for a while. I can't remember who it was on the belly up shoulder. He said that's where Kane was going to go. And I was like, I, I just can't see it because I just don't see him he wanting to be on a, a, a rebuild. But Iserman sees something in this Kane deal that, uh, you know what, maybe we're a little bit ahead of the old Iser plan. I don't know if they call it that, but it's uh, I, I read that somewhere yesterday. But maybe we're, we're a little bit ahead of where we thought we were going to be at this time. So let's go out and let's go out and make this deal and get it done at, at, at a decent price. They didn't have to sell the farm. Uh, Kane had 21 goals last year, 36 assists, 57 points. And like I said, a bad Chicago team that was looking to uh, to bottom out, and they did. I always thought he was going to end up back in Chicago, maybe to uh, to to um, be the, the Bedard guy. But he, uh, he, the, the Chicago's getting away from that back, uh, the, the back history and everything else. We're gonna get to them and have a second too with the Corey Perry situation. But I, I really, I really like the the. It's a huge upside. I can't see any negatives about this this deal at all. He's the the, the third highest scoring American of all time. He's gonna add to those totals. He's only behind Brett Hall, who's kind of American. He's kind of Canadian too, but one of those things. And he's and Mike Madano as well, who's a former Detroit Red Wing, who kind of got screwed over at the end of his career in Detroit with uh, Mikey Babcock not playing him in certain situations to get the, uh, I think it was the 1100th game or his 1000th game of his career. I can't remember which one it was, but it's, it, I just love that deal. I think it's, uh, the, uh, are the Detroit Red Wings a Stanley Cup contender now? Probably not. They're probably a couple of years away, but this can't hurt. And if, if, uh, if Kane can have a decent season with the uh, with the Red Wings and that hip can hold out and they can go out and win around, you just never know. And in the East, you, you, you look at the East Eastern Conference, the, no one expected Florida to, to get to, to get where they got last year. So having a, having a Kane and winning around it isn't out of the realm of possibility. They're a better team right now than Toronto. They're a better team right now than Florida. Sure, they're going to try to chase them. And Boston's kind of taking a, a bit of a, a tailspin, losing three in a row, I think, right now. So it, you, you got to think that they struck this, the uh, Red Wings and Iserman struck while the iron was hot and said, you know, let's, let's go out and do something now. Get this thing, get this thing going, see what we got. And then if we can make another deal later on, it's going to help a hundred percent and they, they can see what, what they got. And then it gets, it just, it's, it's there, there's zero negatives uh, with the whole thing. The only thing that's kind of up for uh, debate is whether the hip's going to hold out and whether uh, Patrick Kane's going to get to wear his number 88. Uh, Daniel Sprong is got wearing 88 right now for the Red Wings. So I'm fairly certain that Mr. Sprong's, uh, uh, Bank account or wallet got a little bit thicker, uh, a little bit larger today because I'm, I'm usually the way that works out. A guy of uh, a guy of Kane's pedigree isn't going to change his number uh, for a guy named Daniel Sprong. I never knew that. Never even heard the name Daniel Sprong until yesterday. Then when I when I looked up what number were, were, were available for for the Red Wings, but uh, turns out Mr. Sprong's probably going to be a, a little bit richer or might have a nicer watch wearing today uh, from Mr. Patrick Kane giving him a, a bit of a deal. And the, the the kind of the interesting timing of this whole thing is I think. Yeah, tonight the the uh the uh, the Blackhawks play the Rangers at Madison Square Garden, so it might be a bit of a uh, a homecoming. And then tomorrow night the Red Wings play in Chicago, or the other way around, Chicago's with the Red Wings. It, it doesn't much matter. So the next two nights the the Red Wings play uh, Kane's two former teams that he played for just last year, and then a long time obviously with the Chicago Blackhawks. So it's kind of interesting timing to get that deal done. I haven't read read anything today whether or not uh, Kane is playing in, in the, these two upcoming games. It would be kind of neat if he did to see him go out there in a number eight. 88 against his old teams and uh, show time and maybe get a couple of points and see how that goes. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting thing to see how it goes. And uh, hockey's been really good as of late. The, the uh, 
get rid of all the other crap that me and Dave talked about. And make sure you guys, I got it up on YouTube uh, later last night. So make sure you guys go and check that out. If you're just interested in that part of it, you're not a football guy and you just want to see the the hockey part of the things we talked about the other night. It's very, very good conversation about the National Hockey League and all the crap that they got going on with the Players Association, Director of Player Safety and the the, the flurry mask and everything else. We, we had a very good conversation. So make sure you guys go and go and check that out later on today. Uh, but on YouTube and subscribe while you're at it. But yeah, it's, uh, it, uh, I watched the Oilers game last night and they were, uh, they're rolling a little bit. We talk about the, it don't matter what, it comes back to McDavid. He's the biggest star in the game right now. And he's, uh, he's rolling last night, three more points last night. So we probably a couple of weeks ago, he's the 90th or now or 110th in league scoring. He got three more points last night in that, uh, the shootout win over the Las Vegas Knights. And, uh, can we please, please maybe go back and uh, I'd like to hear people's thoughts on this. There was two games last night that went to a shootout. One was uh, to- Toronto and uh, and uh, Florida, and that w- that one ended goofily. And then the, the Edmonton Vegas Golden Knights game last night that went to the shootout as well. And Edmonton up winning and Toronto winning, winning in their game respectively. But the the Toronto one kind of was weird because there was a, a goal. I was watching it this morning. Eyes were still a little bit hazier, bright and early this morning, getting ready to do to do this show. And uh, there was a double tap that I barely saw. You could barely see. And the Florida Florida Panthers thought that they won the hockey game. Toronto players are leaving in the ice and all of a sudden it got reviewed and it didn't happen and and on it goes and Toronto ended up winning that game and then you had the the uh the shootout win by the Oilers last night that took you know it's uh, three shots there was a one shot by by the Vegas player he might as well turn around and shot the other way onto his old goalie he missed the net by so much but can we please please maybe revisit not having the shootout I've I've been uh against it for a very long time this goes back to my days playing hockey which is a long long time ago we lost out in the uh, to go to the playoffs on the last day of the season by losing in back-to-back nights on shoot on shootout so partially my fault i guess when, when, you, when you look back on it uh, but i've never been a, a big fan of the shootout no matter what whether my personal feelings or my personal uh, vendetta is against it but it's one of those things you just i, I i've never thought that two players uh, should decide a hockey game you play for 65 minutes and then it's a uh, down to a shootout and it, it just it stinks to high heaven to me I've, I've never been a fan of two guys deciding a hockey game like that if it was a penalty shot and it, with the second left one other guy had to trip somebody or whatever might have had to happen so that i guess that i've heard that argument before that it does happen but this is a situation we have guys battling it out what two teams 40 plus guys on the ice plus coach and everything else uh doing your defensive schemes and having having uh having it all figured out by by two guys and having the game decided uh, going to the playoffs or whatever it might be uh i i hate the loser point i hate it all like why don't they just do it like the bchl i don't know if they still do but the bchl used to have four on four and then three on three and then that was it and if you couldn't figure it out in those two uh overtime frames you left it as a I mean, I'm old enough, and a lot of our listeners are old enough to remember back in the 80s when there was no such thing as overtime. Games ended in ties, and that was it. Leave, thanks, bye, see ya. Because a lot of teams used to fly commercial, right? So they they had they had planes to catch. They couldn't uh, they couldn't prolong the, uh, the the agony, I guess, was one way you could put it. But yeah, I I hate the shootout. I've never been a fan of it. You shouldn't have two guys, and it's it uh, for the amount of time it takes when they they get the girls out there and they push the snow and everything else. At least they don't the zambonis out anymore like they used to. But uh, I hate it. I've always hated it. It's time to get rid of the shootout. It's time to revisit that. Uh, one player shouldn't decide a team season like in in that in that form. One player does decide a team season. If you have a bad goalie, he can decide your team season, right? So it's one of those things. I, I don't. I, I've always thought they should get rid of it. I want to hear you guys' thoughts. Get back to us on social media at our Twitter account. 
underscore 1420 uh, or our, our uh, Facebook account at the, the 1420 Sports Bar or uh, email us if you want to be a little more uh, conspicuous and not be, be known at uh, 1420sports at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you about what your, what your thoughts are on uh, the cane trade or anything else you guys want us to talk about. We got to, actually, Jake, uh, we got a hold of Jake, the intern yesterday. His Twitter account got hacked, so that's why Jake's been a little bit absent, uh, for, but he's back in the saddle again. He's going to uh, start getting to work and he, uh, little, he's a little distraught, didn't know how to get a hold of me, which I found weird, but we'll get to that a little <laughs> I got a little more investigating on that one, but that's uh, Jake's back in the saddle again. He's uh, uh, calling uh, volleyball and basketball out there in the great state of Illinois. So uh, welcome back, Jake. We'll hear talk to you very soon. Anyways, there's our talk for the day. Uh, here's a little word from our friends over there at Seeky. Give Santa and his elves a break from the grind this Christmas season and ask for tickets from Seeky. SeatGeek has tickets for shows, concerts, and sporting events for around the globe. And by using promo code 1420POD, you'll save $20 on tickets. Tickets make for great stocking stuffers and gifts. So get go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app for all of your ticket needs this holiday season. And use promo code 1420POD today for your Christmas ticket. All right, there it is, our friends over at SeatGeek. I guess we're only two days away from Mariah being uh, on full board. We don't play Christmas music around here at 1420 World Headquarters until the first day of December, so we'll get right into her. Maybe we'll have a few new openings for the uh, morning show and the nights, whatever. we got lots going on here. Lots of different ideas popping through my head on a on a minute-to-minute basis to try to grow the show and everything else. But, uh, yeah, there it is. Uh, get your tickets at SeatGeek, 1420pod at SeatGeek.com and uh, stocking stuffers and everything else. Uh, let's get to birthdays and honest days and uh, everything else. On this day in 1987, San Francisco 49ers quarterback Joe Montana completed an NFL record 22 consecutive passes as the 49ers defeated the Cleveland Browns 38-24 Candlestick Park in San Francisco, California. Montana threw for 342 yards and four touchdowns, including three to his favorite target, future Hall of Famer Jerry Rice, and the other was to 49ers old faithful Dwight Clark in the second quarter. The Niners improved their record to 9-2 with the win, and uh, Finish the season to with a 13 and two record. Uh, that, but that was as good as it got for for the 49ers as they would end up losing the NFC uh, division round of playoffs at home to the eight and seven Minnesota Vikings, 36 24, and one of the biggest upsets in NFL playoff history. It got so bad for the 49ers that Montana was actually benched in favor. For Steve Young and the 49ers could not make up the 20 to three halftime deficit. Uh, it didn't go so good. You, you think you you got a 13 and two record? You're rolling the playoffs against the Minnesota Vikings at home, and you just can't get it done. You you just it, once the bleeding stops in the NFL, it seems like you can't stop it. It just it goes on and on and on. It just didn't turn out very well for the 49ers that day. But you know what, Montana Young. Rice and the, the 49ers in general, they did okay. They had a pretty good, they had a pretty good run out there in the Bay, and uh, they got a good team this year. You never know what could happen there. They're, they're probably the, the first or second uh, best team in the NFC right now. So they uh, they got a real good shot. Should be a good, good game with the uh, with the Eagles this weekend. Uh, big test for both both clubs. To be honest with you, and that this is uh, here's a good one. Happy 54th birthday to baseball Hall of Famer and New York Yankees legend Mariano Rivera, born on this day in 1969 in Panama City, Panama. Rivera signed with the Yankees organization in 1990 and made his major league debut on May 23rd, 1995, allowing five earned runs in three and a third innings in a Yankees 10-0 loss to the California Angels at Anaheim Stadium in Anaheim. Uh, Rivera struggled through his next uh, four starts and was sent to the minors. In 1996, the Yankees were looking for depth at shortstop, and Mariano was almost traded to Seattle for Felix Fermin, but at the uh, some guy named uh, 
They need some uh, depth at shortstop, but some guy named Jeter stepped up, and the rest is history. Five world championships, 13-time All-Star, five-time reliever of the years, 82 wins, 652 saves, the most in Major League Baseball history, 2.21 ERA, 1,173 strikeouts, a spot in Monument Park at Yankee Stadium, number 42 retired by the Yankees, the last player to wear number 42 in Major League Baseball history because uh, of Jackie Robinson, the whole everybody knows about that, and uh, inducted unanimously into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 19, or in, uh, not 1997, 2017, the greatest reliever of all time, Mariano Rivera. And I remember that night, I remember one of those, that uh, moment when he got came out of the game at Yankee Stadium, that's uh, one of those, do you remember where you were when? And I just got back from New York, my first trip there in 2013. And uh, yeah, I was uh, all yankeed up and I bought a bunch of souvenirs. And then my, like my old place, Medicine Hat was a Yankee tavern. It was, it was basically just a sports bar, not kind of like what you see in the background here. But yeah, I was, uh, I was, I was, visibly shaken not stirred i was crying and and uh, it was very touching the way the yankees did did it with uh with pettit and rivera or pettit and uh jeter coming to the mound and uh time to go the whole bit you remember exactly where you were and the, the moments that you can't it's hard to believe it's been 10 years since that all went down uh 2013 when he retired one of the uh the, the great he was the greatest uh, cl- as close to perfection as he could come i'm starting to gush over mariano rivera number 42 mo uh enter sam man the whole bit though he was fantastic saw him pitch uh, twice uh, at, at the stadium that weekend he gave up a home run on the sunday uh, they're playing the kansas city royals and uh no boston red sox sorry boston and uh there was a whole a pop-up that was out to the short porch and it was just sort of in a pop-up and caught and uh it just kind of traveled and it went out and you could you could read uh, mariano's lips and when he had fucking went out he couldn't believe it so it's one of those things rivera wasn't one to swear very often but uh he let one buck there uh on that day back in 2013 so happy birthday to mariano rivera um yeah just uh yeah, pure class, like this, almost perfection. This pure, pure, pure class. And the way he wore his uniform, everything was just so great. And I'm, I'm, uh, I'm fanboying a little bit. Anyways, let's get to uh, final thoughts. I, I don't believe the consummation happened for a millisecond because Connor Bedard's mom has been Connor Bedard's mom forever, obviously. But especially for the last four years with all this shit and like what he's going through, there's no way she would have given up game to Corey Perry. I think Corey Perry made an untowards advance. That would be my understanding. Yeah, I think that might have been as far as to go. I, I don't think there was any. Uh, yeah, any, I don't uh, think. I don't think there's any yeah. change in the hotel key, hotel room keys. I, no, I, I, I would be absolutely floored if there was any in and out game being played between Corey Perry and. And uh, Connor Bernard's mom, but Corey Perry is a bit of a piece of shit. Well, there it is. That was our thoughts on the uh, the Corey Perry situation that came about last week, and it all came to a head yesterday. Uh, a few years, well, a lot of years ago, an old hockey coach by the name of Bill LaForge, he gave us uh, the team rules of uh, of what was expected of us as young 18, 19, 20-year-olds playing junior hockey. And his, his base, basically his biggest rule, and it was actually the only thing that made a lot of sense, uh, makes more sense now than it did uh, back then. It's like, yeah, we got free reign. But the, the rule was never do anything to embarrass your parents. And I'm sure between now and then, I've done some things in, in the 
past. And I'm very, very uh, sure my parents would be embarrassed of. And I'm, I'm very sure that I, uh, uh, I'm quite glad that there wasn't cell phones and cell phone cameras and video, video cameras and everything else. But in general, um, you, you got to think that uh, I, I've done a pretty good job throughout my life, not embarrassing my parents. And whatever you guys believe about the Corey, uh, uh, the Corey Perry uh, scandal came about, it's kind of a disgusting little thing that that's happened. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the rumors came about on Twitter that it was Connor Bedard's mom and Corey Perry had a, a liaison. Uh, yesterday, uh, the uh, GM of the Chicago Blackhawks, Kyle Davidson, he was very clear that it was not had the, the, the the Perry getting released had nothing to do with anybody on the uh, Chicago Blackhawks playing staff or, uh, or, or any of the families. And he was very, uh, he was visibly uh, shaken about having to give that kind of, he said it was disgusting. He said it was awful that that, that would come up. And you think that the fall from the uh, it's, it, it doesn't make a whole bunch of sense how the rumor mill started on Twitter and how it would, how they picked on Connor Bedard was easy pickings for uh, Twitter trolls and everything else. There's 20 other p- p- uh, players whose moms were on that trip as well. And for it to be Connor Bedard's mom uh, had to be, it was low, low lying fruit and people took with it and they're still running with it today. People are still talking about today on Twitter and everything else. You only have to go as far as the Hyundai commercial that was features that features Connor Bedard and his mother on, on the, um, on TV. And yes, it's all states. I understand that. And yes, it's an act and they're, they're doing that. But if, if there was any truth to that rumor, that commercial would have been pulled in a second because I'm sure this, this the, the uh, Hyundai advertisers, the Hyundai executives were like, holy Christ, let's get to the bottom of this right now. And if it's true, uh, we got to pull this commercial because that, that's uh, bad publicity. They don't want to be associated with bad publicity. So they would have they would have gotten rid of that commercial right now. But it was on Hockey Night last night and it, it hasn't gone away. It's just too bad that it has to happen. It's too bad that, uh, that the society has to bring a kid down that's uh, at the top of his game right now and just learning how to be a, a, a pro. Uh, he's learning how to be away from home for the first, not the first time, but like really away and in a big city and money and everything else and the, the pressure that comes with being a professional hockey player. Like I mentioned earlier, when I was 18, 19 years old, I was just in the big uh, the big world of Bonneville, Alberta, playing playing junior hockey and I thought I was something and I really wasn't. This kid's playing in the National Hockey League at the age of 19. He's got to be scared shitless on a daily basis. He's got to have a lot going through his mind. He's learning how to do things and you know what? He's a hockey player. He's just a hockey player. It's all this kid is. And people should try to, you know, look look back when they were kids and realize, holy Christ, this kid is a, he's, he's young. He's small. Yes, they go through training. Yes, they, they, they go through the uh, media media training and everything else. And they have, uh, they have life coaches and strength coaches and this coach and between the years coaches and everything else. And they have people sheltering him. But you know what? At the end of the day, he's a kid. Remember when you were 18, the mistakes that you had made? And if somebody said something about your parents, you probably got a little bit upset. So these Twitter trolls who uh, decided to, to make it, yes, me and Dave talked about it, but we, we pretty much debunked those rumors right off the bat. We, we laughed about it because there's no way. And that was on Monday night when it, before Perry was actually released, which was yesterday. A lot of things that go on in the world that we really have to think, you know what? Let he who is without sin cast the first stone. And uh, and it's just, it's ridiculous to think that somebody had to had to start that rumor. And the way it went on, like we may never hear what happened. We may never hear why Perry was suspended and why we care, I don't know. We The first final thoughts I did on Monday talked about this exact thing. Why we care so much what Corey Perry did and what he may have not did, I don't know. I have no idea why anybody cares. Corey Perry can have this for, for, for he goes to his grave. The Chicago Blackhawks can't. They can't disclose anymore. And I think the way Kyle Davidson came out and discussed this yesterday was the right way to do it. The Chicago Blackhawks are, are under a lot of scrutiny with everything that they do uh, public relations-wise because of the Kyle Beach situation that happened from the 2010 Stanley Cup Finals and, and the, the athletic trainer or the video the video coach um 
who got the the sexual uh, assault uh, situation that happened with him. So the Blackhawks are under a lot of speculation, a lot of scrutiny at all times. So it's, it was very good for the uh, Blackhawks to say what they could because for Perry to get suspended and for Perry's contract to get revoked, uh, it had to have been a major. There would have been a lot of lawyers involved. The NHLPA would have been involved. The National Hockey League would have been involved. There would have been a lot of agents involved and everything else going on to make sure that this was done properly and, and in the right way. And they, the, the, the Blackhawks had every legal right to do this. If they didn't have a legal right to do it, if the PA had uh, any anything going on, they would have had Corey Perry would still be on uh, on leave right now and still getting paid by the Blackhawks. But you know what? Corey Perry did something wrong. Corey Perry did something that he shouldn't have done. And Corey Perry has to answer to his family now. He's, he's a married man. I'm not sure if he has kids, but now he has to answer to whoever. And maybe Corey Perry has never had to answer to anybody in his entire life. That's a lot of stuff that happens with these professional athletes, with, with movie stars, rock stars, people who have money. They, 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 they've never had to answer anybody in their lives. And now Corey Perry has to answer to people. Maybe he'll address it when he goes in the Hall of Fame, because I think he's going to the Hall of Fame. He's an MVP winner. He's got a Stanley Cup. He's got every uh, international trophy known to mankind. He's led the league in scoring, and on and on it goes. He's been around for a really long time. And I think he's a, he's a borderline Hall of Famer. And he, like maybe this might keep him out, because that's what, the, that's what the Hall of Fame committees do. But now Corey Perry has to uh, go to the court of public opinion and figure this out. Was it a who knows what, what happened? We'll never know. You know what? It's none of our business. My, my life isn't going to change one bit because Corey Perry did something he shouldn't have done. It maybe Corey Perry should have been in that dressing room back in 1993 when Coach Bill LaFort said, "Here's the rule. Here's the rule, boys: never do anything to embarrass your parents." And that's you think about how easy that is to think about now when you're a little bit older, and you think, "Oh, that's no rules. There's not even a curfew." No, there's a curfew, but he just said it in a different way: never do anything to embarrass your parents. There's my uh, final thoughts for the day. Anyways, there's 1420 in the morning for this uh, 29th day of November. Two days left in the month before she's ho-ho time right across the 1420 World Headquarters Nation and everything else. So uh, make sure you guys go out and enjoy your day. Have a great uh, great day and uh, make sure you guys uh, talk to people about the show and everything else and uh, spread the good word of the 1420 Sports Bar podcast. And remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a great day, folks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.